0: Foundations,
1: And you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the burden of the Egyptians. So there, there are these four I will statements. And these four I will statements are represented with four cups of wine during the Passover celebration.
0: Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. On today's program, we are going to continue the theme of the Jewish Passover, understanding that it's a commemoration of God's deliverance and redemption of his people from slavery in Egypt. In particular, we're going to look at how Passover is celebrated today And at the elements in the feast itself
1: Each time we've we've started talking about Passover We read from Leviticus 23, 4-5 Where God said that these were appointed times Appointed times of His That they were holy And that these were set times appointed to celebrate And of, and of course the first one is um, On the 14th day of the month of Nisan At twilight it's interesting why it was twilight, because if you, you go right back to the very beginning of Genesis when he said, and that was the, the evening and the morning and the mm. first day, the Jewish day starts
0: at, that's right, yeah. at
1: the at sundown. So it's interesting that, again, at sundown on the 14th of Nisan, that's when the mm. uh, the Passover was would be started. And uh, so we, we also learned a little bit about some church history uh, not so glowing uh, that wanted to sever any Jewish connection, which explains why. Most of the time, the Jewish Passover it never coincides with mm. the dates of Easter within the Christian Church. Yeah. So, which is kind of sad, really.
0: It is very sad. Mm. But of course, that was the uh, the edict from Nicaea was yeah. that it would never uh, coincide. That was their commitment that yeah, uh, it wouldn't that, happen. Isn't which that tragic? Is, yeah, bizarre.
1: Because the, the, you know the um, the creed, the Nicene Creed. When you read it, it's fantastic. Mm. Um, it was just the extracurricular. Uh, communications mm. that came out of the council that were so anti-Semitic, and it, it's really, you know, I, I I think that the Christian Church has been dealt a very a great disservice as a result. They've missed a lot of really important mm. um, significance of these uh, these feasts. So anyway, we we also, um, in a previous program, looked at the history with the story of the Jews in slavery in Egypt and how uh, God commanded Moses to confront Pharaoh and demand that they be let go and how um, Pharaoh would say yes and then he would say no. And that would result in a plague that would come upon them. Um, Ten horrendous plagues that affected their water, their food, their buildings, their infrastructure, their health, their well-being, and even their very lives of Mm. the firstborn and that was when God set this Passover feast and I won't go into all of what they did it would just be worthwhile to go and listen to the the other programs but how do they actually celebrate this feast today because um, out of all the feasts and there are seven mandatory feasts three of these feasts are required uh, for the the Jewish person to go to Jerusalem Um, and those three uh, feasts uh, Passover uh, the Feast of Pentecost and the Feast of Tabernacles and um, they're called the pilgrimage feasts where you'd make pilgrimage to Jerusalem to the temple well there's no temple so mm. and there's you know half of the Jewish population now is living out still in the diaspora so what do they do well they've had to adapt everything So we're going to start looking at what happens. Uh, Normally in a traditional Jewish home, there's about 15 steps. It takes all night, by the way, to do Mm. a Jewish Passover. It takes all night and it's great fun. But for Messianic Jews, which is what we're going to look at, we're going to look at the elements and look at it from a, a Messianic point of view, a Christian point of view of how Jesus fulfills these. First of all, before the Passover actually starts, all Jewish families remove every trace of leaven, yeast, from their homes. And so in these preceding days, they clean out, they have a spring clean. All the um, leaven is removed, anything that's got yeast in it. But then what they do is they'll take a few little bits of bread and they'll hide them in an easy to find place. And the kids then play like this hide and seek game. They go and find this leaven and, yeah, we got it. And then they'll go and get <laughs> rid of it and they've done their bit. It's a bit of a game. But why leaven? What's the big deal? Well, 1 Corinthians 5, 6 to 7 says, Clean out the old leaven so that you may be a new lump. Don't know if I like being called a lump.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> At least you're a new lump. But I'm a new lump.
1: <laughs> Just as you are, in fact, unleavened. For Messiah, our Passover, also has been sacrificed. Therefore, let's celebrate the feast. It's talking about Passover. Not with old leaven Nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness But with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth Leaven always talks about sin Mm. This is talking about getting rid of sin So the process of going through your house And getting rid of the leaven Was like we are purging ourselves of sin We are repenting We want to be clean Mm. before God And not have this infection in us In any way shape or form Okay, and in, so in that passage, Paul was kind of explaining that leaven is this representation of sin and it needs to be purged out. And he's encouraging the believers in Corinth. And the interesting thing about the believers in Corinth, they were primarily Gentile believers. Yeah. So he was encouraging Gentile believers to celebrate Passover and he was trying to explain the significance of mm. it. So that's a good reason f- just there for Gentile believers, even if you don't want to you know, host a Passover meal. At least learn about it so you Mm. know why it's important and that makes the Easter celebration that we have so much richer. Now after they've had this purging the house of the leaven, on Passover night, just before it starts, there is the lighting of the Passover candles. Now this is typically done by... The woman of the house, the wife and the mother of the family, just as she will always light the Sabbath candles every Friday evening. And the lighting of the candles during Passover is a really serious part of the celebration because it's the symbolism of God's presence. God is light. Mm. There, you know, there's no darkness in Him. So when you're they're lighting the candles, it's, we're saying God's presence is here with us, among us, and that is very serious and it is very sacred when you realise you're in the presence of God. But as believers in Christ, we recognise He is the light of the world, and He came to bring light to those of us who were living in darkness. And John eight twelve and John nine five. There's two parts to this, we'll just read them together. Then Jesus again spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world, and he who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. While I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. And of course we know the presence of God. If the Spirit of Christ lives within us, we are also the lights of the world, Mm -hmm. which is what he said. And to the Jewish people, God said, you are a light to the nations, a representation of him. So the lighting of the candles is very, very important. Then what happens is as you move on, there are four cups of wine during the Passover Seder. Again, Seder means meal. And they're all very incredibly significant. I'm just going to read the passage so because 'cause we're going to sort of delve into these a little bit more in coming programs. But where these four cups come from, what the representation is Exodus six, verses six to seven it says, Say therefore to the sons of Israel, I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the burden of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from their bondage. I will also redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments and I will take you for my people and I will be your God and you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the burden of the Egyptians so there there are these four I will statements and these four I will statements are represented with four cups of wine during the Passover celebration I will bring you out from under the burden of the Egyptians and I will deliver you from bondage. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm. And I will take you for my people. And I know a lot of people have this funny thing about alcohol. So if you wanted to do a Passover, just do it with alcohol-free. Yeah, grape juice. Grape juice. The significance of these, which and they all have a specific name, each of these cups. They all have a specific name, which actually match the statement that we just read the four I wills Mm. from the passage in Exodus chapter 6 and verses 6 to 7. And we will have a a look at that in the coming couple of programs. Because all four cups of of wine are not drunk consecutively, thank the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) But they spread out a little bit throughout the meal and they all have incredible significance. So we'll look at those in coming programs.
0: Mm. Well, I'm keen to find out also, and we might be able to explore this in the next uh, couple of programs, where Jesus in his last supper he said, "I will not drink of the cup again." Exactly, we will after, touch on after. I think them. it was the third uh, third glass. Yeah. So we'll find out more about we that, will. the significance of Passover, and how it relates to us as believers. On the next program, we're going to be looking at more of these elements of the Passover meal, including the four cups and the matzah bread.